Welcome to the Crux Podcast and Sermon of the Week. For more information on the Crux Ministry and Summit Church, please visit us at summitsanmarcos.com. Okay, so tonight what we want to do is we're going to start moving in uh, to looking at the gifts of the Holy Spirit, okay? So basically, growing up, I never really understood anything about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Uh, I was raised Baptist, woo, so was Dominic, woo, right? Anyone else Baptist? Yeah, yeah, right? Come on, woo, all right. So basically, uh, I didn't really know much of anything about, about the Holy Spirit. I knew a lot about the Bible, which was good, just not the verses about the Holy Spirit, right? And, and so for, for me, when I was encountering the Holy Spirit, I had a lot of fear. I had a lot of anxiety. I had a lot of just, what is this? I don't understand. Is this a cult? Like, I'm really scared. Is there punch anywhere? Dude, don't drink or don't eat anything. Like, I was totally freaked out when people talked about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, who the Holy Spirit was things like that. So my heart this summer was really for us as a young adults group to go after the Holy Spirit, but really to help break things down. I've seen a lot of people where they get up in the power of the Holy Spirit, which I love and is awesome, but sometimes I don't always see them explain what's going on. And so you see people encountering the Holy Spirit, but then you see another couple of people in the corner like, what's happening, right? And they're all freaked out. Has anyone ever had that happen before? Or maybe when you first walked in, you were like, dude, that was telling me like, what is going on, right? That was totally me. And so my heart was really like, what if we went after the spirit and truth? What if we went after encountering the presence of the Holy Spirit, encountering the power of the Holy Spirit, but also knowing where it is in scripture, knowing how to back it up, knowing and understanding the breakdown of this is totally biblical. This isn't anything new that we're teaching. This has been around since Jesus was here, right? This has always been around, right? And really to dive into that. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna start to go after uh, the gifts of the Holy Spirit these next couple weeks and kind of break them down and then hopefully activate you. My goal is that every one of us would be able to walk in every single gift of the Spirit and have an understanding of it and really go for it, okay? So these next probably two or three weeks, we're just gonna go after all the different gifts the Holy Spirit gives. And, And why is that important? Because you really get to know and understand a person based on the gifts they give you. Like really straight up. Like if someone gives you a weird gift, you're kind of like, oh, you have an interesting personality, <laughs> right? Like, or if they give you an awesome gift, you're like, dude, you're so cool. Thanks, man. Right. Okay. With me, can I tell you a quick story? Okay. So I have uh, my grandma. Her name is Grandma Pat. Okay. She's great. She, you have a Grandma Pat? You have a Grandma this is great. Grab, go, Grandma Pats. Grandma Pats. Okay, there you go. All right. So Grandma Pat, okay, her name was Pat because she was born on St. Patrick's Day. So they named her Pat. Okay. And uh, she's great. She's amazing. But growing up, we really thought she was kind of crazy. Okay. Now uh, to be older, we just say she's like really creative and eccentric and really uh, goofy, you know, right? But, but as a kid, we were just like, dude, she's crazy. Like that's what, that's what we thought. Because let me, can I show you? These are some gifts that she would give us, okay? So one year we go over there, it's Christmas time, and I open up, I got my gift on the tree, it's from Grandma Pat. And I go, and I open it up, and it's an orange. And I'm like, an orange? You got me an orange, Grandma? And she's like, that's not any orange. I stole that orange from our neighbor's yard. She's like, I climbed over their fence, got the orange. God, that's the best orange around, that's better than anything in the stores. And you're like, 
All right, a stolen orange from your neighbor's yard. Great, great Christmas, everyone. You know, right? Okay, another time, another year, she gives me, okay, this one, it's a gift, and it's actually a gift. It's supposed to be uh, from me, and, it's for me and my brother, like the joint gifts, you know, okay? And, and we're like, okay. She's like, open it together. We open it up, and we like can't find anything in the bag. And then we look in the bag, and at the bottom, there's a full-on chicken wishbone, like, you know the chicken wishbones? You know those things? Like like an actual bone she pulled out of a chicken, okay? The, the wishbone. And, and do you guys know the whole chicken wishbone things, how you're supposed to have two people and you pull one and breaks it and whoever gets the bigger side, they get the wish, okay? So so first we're like, what the heck, Grandma? Like we got a wishbone? Like, And then she says, well, you got to do it. And whoever gets the bigger pit, like the bigger piece, they get the, the Christmas wish. And then we went from like, this is stupid to really intense, like, dude, I, I want a wish, you know, right? And then we do it. My brother gets the wish. So for Christmas, I didn't even get a Christmas wish, okay? Like that was like, that was our Christmas gift. Another year, I got a cookbook that I had given to her the previous year, okay? Like uh, then another time we go in and she's like, I have a game for all the grandchildren. All the grandchildren come here. And we all go over uh, on the patio, okay? And she comes out and she has a bag and she puts it down, opens up and it's like a dead crab, like a snow crab that you eat, you know, you cook, and she puts it on the table, on the ground. And we're like, what? Like, what's, what's this game, Grandma? And then she hands us a hammer. She's like, this game's called Smash the Crab. Have fun, kids. <laughs> like, walks away. And all the cousins were like, dude, Grandma's insane. Like, 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 like Grandma's crazy, right? Like, this is, this is what we got every single year. It just became this crazy, like, oh, man. Like, Grandma, what are the rules? She's like, smash the crab. That's the rules, right? We're like, this is insane, right? And so the, the, the gift taught us a lot about our grandma. Like we learned a lot about who she was based on these gifts. And it's just like, grandma, you have a beautiful mind. I don't know how you come up with all these things. Right. And so, yeah. So if I ever, if I ever like, we have a game, we're doing crush the crab or smash. You guys can just be like his mind. He's lost it. Right. What's up? You'll play. Yeah. (laughs) So Anyway, this, this honestly, guys, when I heard that, when I heard that the Holy Spirit, there's gifts of the Holy Spirit, okay? I, I, I first, when I heard that, I was really excited. I was like, gifts of the Holy Spirit? Are they like superpowers? Are they like special abilities? Is this like heroes? You know, like what's going on? You remember heroes? Did anyone want? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, and, and what is this, right? And then I, and then I find the verse and I read it. What are these gifts? And I'm like, Tongues? Interpretation of tongues? And I've seen all these guys like prophecy? Oh, Holy Spirit, you, you shouldn't have. Like, <laughs> like, you know, like, oh great, you know? And I was totally like, what what is this? You know, like I didn't understand what this is not what I was thinking, right? When I saw these gifts, okay? And, and I and at first I was kind of like, I don't know if. Can I, I don't know if I want this. <laughs> like, I don't know. Can I be a Christian and not? Can I re-gift these to someone else? Like, I don't know. I don't know, right? And, and, and really, though, someone really, they said to me, because I was freaked out, I was like, I don't really want the gifts. That, I don't know if I want any of these. I don't know if I believe in any of these things, right? Has anyone else ever been there before? Cool. Thank you for being honest, guys. Okay. So, but I had someone really explain to me, you know, hey, these gifts, they're gifts, 
<laughs> they're not curse. They're not, they're not something that meant to hurt you. They're not meant to confuse you. They're meant to be a blessing. They're, they're gifts from a good dad. A good dad giving his kid a gift, right? And Jesus says, hey, if all of you know how to give good gifts to your kids, how much more does the father know how to give good gifts to those who ask him? And so he lays them out before him. He says, these are gifts I have for you. And so, so really point, point one tonight, when we're looking at the gifts, is that we're meant to pursue them. We're meant to pursue the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because it brings us closer to the Holy Spirit. You learn more about his heart as you pursue the gifts. The, the, when, you dis, when you see him move through healing, your heart begins to break and you say, wow, you're the healer, Holy Spirit. When, when you see him move through prophecy, you say, wow, Holy Spirit, you, you, you know, you know me, you know them. And you start to fall more in love with them. You start to actually get to know the giver of the gift even better. And so you're meant to pursue them. I realize that if I want more of the Holy Spirit, if I want to know more of this giver, then I need to start to pursue his gifts to understand his heart more. Because why would he give these? And not just the one I like. It's not like I'm just going to take the gift from grandma that I like and I'm going to pretend the whole wishbone thing never happened, right? But we do this all the time where we say, I like that verse in the Bible. That part freaks me out. I'm just not going to really talk about that part, <laughs> right? And it's like, no, no, we take the whole thing. Even the verse about the gifts and operating the gifts and tongues, interpretations of all of that, right? And, and I want all of it. All that's in the scripture, all that the Holy Spirit has for me. I, I want that. And so 1 Corinthians 14, verse 1, it says this. It says, follow the way of love and eagerly desire the spiritual gifts, especially the gift of prophecy. Okay, the word uh, for eagerly desire, it's this word zalu, kind of like a chew, but zalu or salud, right? It's zalu, okay? And what it means, it says to burn with zeal in pursuit of good, to desire earnestly, to pursue, to exert oneself for. So he says, I want you to have a zeal in your heart to get these gifts. I want you to pursue them. I want you to, to say, I'm going to go after these things until I get them. That's what this word means. And Paul is writing to the New Testament church saying, I want you to want these things. Like, these are really good. Yeah, zulu them. Like, I want you to want these things, okay? Okay, so... Holy Spirit, we have to stop and say, okay, Holy Spirit, I trust you. And if it's God, it's good, and I want it in my life. Even if I don't understand it, I want it in my life if it's good. But point two is this. You can understand them. You really can. The, the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit were meant to be understood. How do I know? Well, the Bible tells me so, okay? 1 Corinthians 12, 1, he writes this. He says, now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be uninformed. Another, uh, another version says, I don't want you to be ignorant. 
He says, I, I, I don't want you to feel confused about these gifts. I don't want you to be ignorant about these gifts. I don't want you to be uninformed about them. I want you to have information about these things. They're not, they're not uh, for most of my life, I thought they were just this mysterious, far out things and they're kind of creepy and weird and I don't know, super mystical. And he breaks them down. And he says, no, 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 they're meant to be really clear for you. You're meant to know and understand the gifts of the spirit. So point three is this, is that they are for the good of all. That the gifts are for the good of all. Verse seven in the same chapter says this, says, but the manifestations of the spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. That word prophet is this word simfero. It's like a symphony, okay? And what it means, it means to bring together. Like a symphony is when they bring, the word symph is bringing together, bringing together different instruments to have like a harmonious sound. When they bring these, all these instruments, all these things together, okay? That's like a symphony. So this word simfero, okay, what it means, it means to bring together, to collect uh, in order to help, to bring together, to be a prophet, to help everybody who's in. So it says here, that, that the manifestation, the gifts of the Spirit, they're given for the profit of all. That means they're, they're, it's given so that there would be a bringing together of everybody, so that there would be a collection of everybody, it, that it would create a unity, that it would create this like brotherhood, this, this one, this, this family, that, that the gifts would not divide churches, but pull them together. And we've got it so backwards. We've split churches over disagreeing on the gifts. And the whole purpose of the gifts was to bring people together. The gifts were meant to bring you closer to God and closer to each other. Because if I pray for you and you get healed, we forever have a testimony of, dude, God showed up and healed you, man. That was awesome, right? And now we're closer together and we're celebrating God and we're celebrating each other's victory and you get unified. You're like, I was there for you, man, when you got healed. Remember that? Or if you're prophesying over somebody, you get God's words, his heart for them. You fall more in love with them because you're seeing them the way God does through eternal eyes. It brings a unity together. Even tongues, interpretation tongues. Like, dude, I said something weird and you knew what I was saying. Right? <laughs> like, like, that's so cool. You understand me, you know, <laughs> like, right? Like it brings a unity together. That was, that's what it meant when he says the prophet of all. That this is what the, the, the gifts were always meant to do. So what we're going to do is we're going to spend some time. We're going to break down the gifts, okay? Um, and then we're just going to kind of start going for them, okay? If you have questions, there's a lot of questions out there. Uh, one of the main ones is about the gifts disappearing, and they use this verse about how the gifts going away and disappearing, okay? We could talk more after that. The context of that verse is literally talking about when time's over in heaven, in the eternity, because you don't need gifts in heaven. You have the Holy Spirit, you're already healed. You don't need the gift of healing. You don't need a prophetic word. God is standing in front of you, <laughs> right? Right? You, don't, you know what I mean? And so people, they've taken that one verse and I can give you if, you, if you want to talk about it more, we can later. It goes all the way back to when the Catholics and the Protestants split. This theology came in. Uh, basically, the Protestants weren't having gifts in their churches, but the Catholics still were. And so they said, well, why is that? If the Protestants are the way to go, then why are the Catholics still seeing miracles? And they made up a theology to fit their experience. They said they found one verse in the Bible that talks about the gifts disappearing and they took it out of context 
because he's talking about in heaven, right? He's talking about afterwards. They took it out of context and they made this entire theology surrounding it to try to to try to get the people to say, well, the Catholics, that's wrong, that's demonic, that's evil. The pro- this is the way to go. The Catholics to this day still believe in miracles. You can't even become a saint unless a miracle flowed through your life. Like, that's it. That's one of the requirements to be a saint is that they have to have a documented miracle in their life. Yeah, the Catholics fully believe in miracles still to this day, you know? And so, so anyway, going back though, so... We want to break down the gifts. This is going to be a little teacher-y, a little teachy tonight. I know you're like, out of school, I want to be in summer, but it's going to be teach because I want to bring clarity to this stuff, okay? Is that helpful? Are you guys okay? Yeah, is this good? You guys doing okay? Clarity! Amen. Okay. <laughs> it's a trick question. It's the Bible. It's always good. Okay, so <laughs> here we go. We're going to break down the gifts because he said, I want you to understand these, okay? They're meant to bring us closer together. 1 Corinthians 12, 8. Okay, this is where you see a great breakdown of the gifts. Okay, it says, for to one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit. So that's one gift right there, word of wisdom. To another, the word of knowledge through the same spirit. To another, faith. To another, gifts of healings by the same spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. Shaka Baba, that's what happened last time, right? <laughs> okay, right. And to another, the interpretation of tongues, okay? But one and the same spirit work all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills, Okay just for uh, for organizational purposes rather than trying to break down all nine right now that we would be here for a full seminar if I was like here's all nine and let's break them all down right so we're going to do that over the course of weeks so for for category just for us to be able to understand and this part's not in scripture we're just Humans are trying to pull these things together. They try to break them into seemingly common categories, okay? So they broke them into three categories to help us understand, into revelation gifts, which is kind of the words of knowledge, words of wisdom, discerning of spirits, things that take a revelatory of the Lord to show you. Then they said the power gifts, which are faith and healing and miracles, power of God flowing through you. And then they said vocal gifts, okay, like tongues, interpretation tongues, and standing up and speaking out prophecies. So they try to break them down in these three categories categories, okay? So we're just going to go after the first category tonight, and then the other weeks we'll go after the other ones just to help us break it down a little easier, okay? Okay, so revelation gifts, okay? That's what we're going to do, go after tonight. Um, Often all the gifts, they will actually kind of intertwine and bleed together. Sometimes it's really hard to just straight up say, well, this one was this type of gift, and that one was that gift. A lot of times the Spirit flows and does two or three or five of them all at once, right? For example, if I'm sitting here and the Lord tells me someone in this room has a broken shoulder or messed up shoulder, that's a word of knowledge. And then I call it out of the room. Okay, they call it out and someone raises their hand and they're like, oh my goodness, he knows me. This faith, this gift of faith rises in their heart. And they're like, oh my goodness, that's me. I'm gonna get healed. And then healing flows and they get healed. Those three different gifts all happened right there in a moment. So you see how they're all kind of interconnected? They, the gifts even work together a lot of times. So it's really hard. That's why it's hard to break them into these categories kind of because they kind of bleed into each other a little bit, okay? But we're just gonna try our best on this side of eternity to break them down best we can, okay? All right, so the revelation gifts. These ones, uh, they're a word of wisdom, word of knowledge, okay? And then the discernment, discerning of spirits, okay? So word of wisdom. This here, this is the special ability to know, 
the special ability, but it's a Holy Spirit ability. Okay, to know the mind of the Holy Spirit in such a way as to receive insight and a supernatural perspective for accomplishing God's will in a given situation. Okay, I'm going to help break down the definition a little more. This is more than simply wisdom, but is a clearly crafted word of wisdom used to unlock hearts of people and free the corporate body to move forward under God's direction. So this one, a great example of this is when Jesus sees uh, Nathaniel underneath the fig tree. He has this supernatural moment where he says, I saw you under the fig tree. That was like a word of knowledge came out, but it's fused with a word of wisdom. And he says, and within you, there is no guile. He says something specifically that comes out, right? And you could play the whole, well, he's God, so he knows everything. Yes, absolutely. But Jesus purposely lived a lifestyle of following the Holy Spirit as us as an example, right? So you even see a lot of these gifts flow through his life, okay? So he says, in you, there's no guile. And the man says, whoa, how do you know me? It was this this moment where something came out and his heart unlocks and he says, you must be the Messiah, right? And so that's what they're meant to do. It's meant to unlock hearts. This one is something that uh, probably out of all the gifts, word of wisdom is what I function in the easiest, okay? The gifts, a lot of times you'll find one, you can access all the gifts. You'll find one that you just more naturally are capable with. Remember what it says, the spirit distributes to each as he wills. So that doesn't mean he only gives you one. It never said that. It just said he gives you portions of it as much as he wants, right? And so he gave me a lot of word of wisdom. It's just easy for me to function. That doesn't mean I could never pray for someone for healing, right? That's stupid, <laughs> right? I, I believe that. I prayed for people and they would get worse half the time, okay? One time I prayed for dude and this is kind of sad. I prayed for a guy and he actually died, right? And so I was like, Dang it, I don't have the gift of healing, right? <laughs> like, like, no, right? I didn't really know the guy. It's a whole situation. It's a long story. Anyway, so, but I was convinced, but I kept going after healing. And then all of a sudden I saw healing come out and I prayed for someone they got healed. I was more shocked than they were, right? Because I was like, oh my goodness, right? But word of wisdom always flowed really easily for me. Word of wisdom, it doesn't just mean wise advice. You'll see me do this a lot up here, guys, where I say, hey, I don't know what it is, but I did this with Jackson. I said, I don't know what it is. I see three or four streams coming out of you, three or four different areas. And I started to speak into a situation for him, okay? And I was starting to give even some advice towards it of, of different things to do, okay? He came up afterwards and he said, that totally describes my business. That totally describes these four different things I'm going after. That totally describes these different areas. And he told me what the advice was for. I didn't know what it was for even. So it wasn't wisdom in the sense of, what should I do about this issue? Well, you should really do this. It's, it's this supernatural wisdom coming in. When I was just saying for, with Emily here, I was saying, hey, God wants you to know you're really close. I don't really know what that means. But, but she comes up and says, I totally feel like that's what's happening, right? God says there's these books and they're clicking into place and that he's showing you clarity on the names of them and he's these different things, right? For her, she knows what that means. I didn't know what it meant. I just spoke out this. But the reason it's not word of knowledge, word of knowledge is very specific. So going into word of knowledge, 
Supernatural, a word of knowledge is a supernatural knowing of information that can be about a circumstance, a situation, a problem, uh, a health condition, uh, certain facts, things like that. This is going to be very specific. You see Pastor Daniel do this all the time. He gets up there and he's like, someone's left disc right here hurts, <laughs> right? And he'll get very specific. I've seen him say dates, you know? I've seen him say specific things like, 2404. Does that mean anything to anyone? Someone's like, oh my goodness, that's my birthday. How did you know that? It was a word of knowledge. It was a very specific word uh, that it's something I could have never known. I could have never guessed. I was up here one Sunday morning and I saw a picture uh, of the Mayflower, the old wooden ship, the Mayflower, right? God, I don't know what that means, right? But I said, I'll be faithful and I'll try to say it out. So I get up and I say, does Mayflower mean anything to anybody? That's a very, that's not a word of wisdom. That's not advice. That's nothing. And I got up and I said, does Mayflower, one word is all I got. Does that mean anything to anybody? One of my youth kids was, that's my middle name. What? I said, Mayflower? I've known them for two years. Mayflower? It, it, she's this little girl, Abigail. She's like, that's my middle name. I'm like, your middle name is Mayflower? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Her dad was from England and was seeking religious freedom from what he felt and came to America and prophetically named his daughter Mayflower, oh right? And so the whole family, we pray for them. They're crying. We get all these words over their life. It was super beautiful, all this crazy stuff. I could have never guessed that. <laughs> that there was, is there like a middle name of Mayflower? And it was someone I already knew for two years, right? <laughs> and I just didn't know. So that's a word of knowledge, right? Do you see how it was different? It flowed into a word of wisdom where I started speaking over their life. But the specific moment, that was the word of knowledge, okay? So this is seen uh, in Acts chapter nine, really clearly, when Ananias, God says, you will find Saul in this area and he will be blind. Like a very specific situation. You see this in Acts 10 and 11, uh, where God tells Peter and he says, you will find Cornelius. He's been praying. He's gonna be in this area. I want you to go basically get them saved, right? Very specific moments. That's what a word of knowledge is, okay? Uh, Pastor Daniel, like I said, he, he operates this one really strongly all the time. He's just getting words of knowledge. I, I've, I've gone up to him before, and I, and I said, you know, can you pray for my, they called out a word for like ears ringing, and my ears ring, unfortunately. And so I went up, and I got prayer for that. And instead of that, he put his hand on my back right where I had tons of pain and started praying for my back, and I said, how did you know my back was in pain? And he's like, I didn't. I just felt like God said, pray for his back. <laughs> it was like a word of knowledge specific for that moment, okay? So are you guys good so far? This is a lot of information. My goal is I'm going quick so that we can just try it out at the end and go for it, okay? So last one, discerning of spirits, okay? So discerning of spirits, also known as discernment. You meet people that are, I have the gift of discernment. Have you heard the people say that? For other people are like, I can't discern a thing, right? So that's more me. I have a hard time discerning stuff. I'm really, really dense half the time, all right? So it's also known as discernment. It's the divine ability to spiritually distinguish whether something is man, God, or the devil. You have a lot, a lot of times, it's one of those three. This is either me or God or Satan. I'm having a hard time figuring it out, right? You know, and sometimes they're, they're, this happens all the time. You need some clear wisdom sometimes. I've seen people break down crying and, and like wailing. And I'm, is that you, God? What is that? 
right? And sometimes I'll feel very clearly says, that's me, I'm really heal- healing their heart. And you're like, oh, that's beautiful. Praise God. Other times, you know, they'll just start wailing and I'm like, what's that, God? Same question. You're like, oh, it's, it's just them, <laughs> right? Like they're struggling with this specific thing and, you know, and you touched on a sensitive subject, you know, kind of a thing, right? It wasn't, he wasn't bringing it up. It was this kind of emotional response. Another time, starts wailing. What's, what's that, God? <laughs> Same question again. And, and then all of a sudden you see them and they're just, they're, it's, you just feel off about it. You're like, something feels off about that. Like that ain't pretty. There's something wrong there. Right. And you just feel, and you go up and I pray for them. And then they're like kind of starting to manifest like, this is a, this is a demon. <laughs> like this is, we need deliverance right now. Okay. So you need God's discernment because there's no formula that tells you, right? You need his gift of discernment to tell you if it's God, if it's them, or if it's me, or if it's the devil. Sometimes every time we have hardship, we claim it's an attack of the enemy. Sometimes it's God actually putting a wall up so you don't go that way. And we're like, Satan, stop it. And God's like, it's me, bro. <laughs> like, I'm putting that wall there so you don't like, get in a car accident and walk out on the street or something, right? Right? So, but if, if we assume resistance is always the devil, sometimes we're trying to resist God, right? Other times, it's not God. And we're like, dude, I got fired again because the devil is just against me. And God's like, no, you're just really immature. Like (laughs) you can't hold a job. Like you need to get some responsibility. Like it's not the devil. It's not. Yeah. Maybe it's because you're like 30 minutes late every day, you know? Right. Like like, devil got it out for me, man. (laughs) No, no, you got to grow up, bro. (laughs) You know? And so that's a you moment, right? Other times it actually is the devil. And it's a full-on attack. You're like, dude, I don't know what's going on, but like all this stuff is happening and I'm getting hit like crazy. And it's, a, it's an attack coming against you. you got, we got to have discernment to know what's going on. It's a gift of discernment. So a lot of times I'll go to people I know are really discerning, describe the situation. I've had Pastor Daniel say, dude, I think that's God. But other times he's like, no, that's just you, man. <laughs> other times he's like, that sounds like an attack, you know? And so go, go to discerning right? Do you guys get that? That's what that gift is, okay? So we see this. One of my favorite stories with this, you need it, is in Acts 16, 16, there's this moment uh, when basically the, the uh, Paul, he's walking and there's this woman who's like a fortune teller. She starts falling around and she starts proclaiming that these people are proclaiming the way of salvation. That sounds like a great message, right? And it says she did it for multiple days, but it says, but Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus to come out of her. And he came out of her in that very hour. How did he know it was a demon? It was proclaiming something that seemed to be truthful because it was a discerning spirit in the moment. And he didn't get it right away. It took him a couple days. And then he started to realize something's off about this. And it was actually, there was a, a demonic presence inside of her that every time they came by, it'd manifest and be like, they're proclaiming salvation, <laughs> right? Because it, but he got it because of discernment. Does that make sense? Yeah. Cool. Okay. So uh, you might be asking, okay, I get it. There's these other things. How do I hear God? I'm going to give you a couple quick ways to hear God, and then we're going to stand up and we're going to go for it. You guys doing okay? Like I said, this is kind of teachy. It's very, very teaching breaking down. But you guys doing all right? Okay. So uh, going here, number one way you can hear God is through scripture. Yes. Scripture, scripture, scripture. It's so important, right? Very important. If you ever feel something, 
and it contradicts scripture, that's you. Your discernment's off, <laughs> okay? Like, that, you're wrong. Scripture's right, okay? So scripture's the normal way. This happens all the time. This scripture flows through all the different gifts. Uh, for example, word of wisdom might be, hey, and this is how I'm using scripture with a word of wisdom. I was praying for you. I just saw a picture of Peter stepping out onto the water. I'm using this passage. God is showing a passage, right? And I feel like God says, like, Peter, just step out. I don't know what's going on, man. Just step out. Step out and he'll catch you. Don't worry about the waves. Don't worry about the wind. Look him in the eyes. Get like So I'm, God showed me scripture to bring a message out, right? Another version, word of knowledge. That's a very specific. You, God, what are you doing? Matthew 14, 29. I gotta look it up. I don't even know what that is, right? <laughs> and you look it up and the verse is perfect for the moment, right? Uh, another way of, or with discerning of spirits. God, what is this right now? And then I remember the scripture of when Paul cast out that demon. And I say, oh my goodness, maybe this is like that, right? So scripture will always increase the revelation gift inside of you. You have to know and get the scripture inside of your heart, okay? So another way though is audibly, okay? Sometimes actually audibly you can hear God. Other times it's in your like mind's ear. If the mind has an ear, I don't know, your imagination kind of a thing where you kind of hear a phrase come in. Uh, the difference is a lot of times we think through train of thoughts, you know, the conversation goes from here to here to here to here to here to here. And you can kind of, even though it's weird, you can trace it back. How do we get on that subject? And you can follow it back. A lot of times the Lord uh, with his, he'll just drop a thought in your head and, and, and he'll just, it'll just say this specific thing. And you'll kind of hear a phrase. And that, that's a lot of times that's the Lord. Okay. Okay. So visually, this, uh, you see it all throughout the Bible. People have visions. They have moments when they're seeing things, okay? Uh, they, visually, you can see things in the literal. Sometimes, you could, once again, you see things in your mind's eye. This is probably, with the word of wisdom, the number one way I function is I constantly see pictures. I didn't literally see a stack of books. I was, ta I was praying for Emily, and I'm like, I just see books because it was like in my mind's eye, your imagination. God created your imagination. Can't he use it for his glory? Can he not use your imagination to speak through you, right? And so that's a lot of times when they say, I'm seeing something in the spirit. A lot of times that's what's happening. They're seeing God showing them something not in the physical, but it could be in the physical, but usually it's kind of in that mind's eye, okay? Another way is through dreams. A lot of times God speaks through dreams. Job 33, he says uh, that God speaks in dreams in visions of the night when deep sleep falls on people as they lie in their beds. Pay attention to your dreams, God speaks through him. One of the number one ways he speaks through the Bible to jo like, remember all the stories, Joseph, right? He speaks to them through these dreams. Okay. All right. And another one finally is through your emotions. God can use your emotions and your impressions to, to speak. It says moved with compassion. Jesus reached out and touched somebody. Holy Spirit didn't say specifically that person. He just followed the tug on his heart. He said, whoa, my heart is totally drawn to you. I need to pray for you right now. Watch your heart. Watch your compassion. If all of a sudden I've had moments where I put my hand on someone, I felt incredibly angry all of a sudden. I was like, that ain't me. Maybe they're dealing with anger. <laughs> Another time I put my hand on someone, I felt all of a sudden just heavy and depressed. And I was like, whoa, they need, to, they need prayer for joy right now, right? So watch your emotions even. God can use them to speak to you. 
Okay? And then physically, he can speak to you through warmth. You'll feel a sensation, uh, a presence, a touch, a pain. You know, I feel this pain in my shoulder because God's showing you like a sympathy pain to be like, yeah, they have pain right here. That's what's going on so that you can describe it, okay? So you can physically feel as well. These are all ways God speaks to you. I promise you, he's probably been speaking to you all along, but we just didn't really notice it. Like, that's weird. I have a kink in my neck all of a sudden. We didn't realize that. Well, maybe because you walked in this room and someone's got a messed up neck. Right? We, we tend to naturalize everything really quick and we just cut God out of the picture. What if we invite him into it and we start to try to pay attention? God, what are you saying? And we start to try to figure out what he's saying, okay? All right, so don't reject what we don't understand. A lot of times we're like, I don't get that. I don't understand it. Kick it out, it ain't God. No, that's not true, <laughs> right? Like God loves to burst our boxes on what he can do, okay? So this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna stand up and we're gonna practice this, okay? So stand on up. That was a lot. You guys did great. Thank you for listening to the Crux Podcast. Be sure to visit us at summitsanmarcos.com for other exciting content from Summit Church.